Welcome back to a special crossover episode between Triple Coverage and On the Clock. I'm your host, Reagan Griffin, joined today by Cameron Lewis. We're going to discuss the results of the first day of the on-field workouts at the Combine. And, you know, usually with, when we do Triple Coverage, we're uh, covering, you know, the, the NFL, the results from the NFL world and the news. But the news from the NFL world this week is uh, pretty much just the Combine. Yeah. So we're just going to go delve into that thing. And why don't we start with a performance that I'm sure had you, you know, LSU yes. fan at all. I'm sure you're excited with the Justin Jefferson 443. Yes, yes, 443 official. Best performance from day one. I, Ju- what? Yeah. Are you serious? Obviously. The best? The best. Not 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 427 Henry Ruggs? No. Wow. Okay. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Justify that. Oh, we knew that was going to happen. I actually expected Henry Ruggs to run a, a little bit faster than that. But Jordan Jefferson running faster than Jerry Judy? I that, mean, was a, that was a shocker. I, I, I mean... That was a shocker. I mean, especially like with, you know, a little bit of doubt from people like you and some other guys. I did My not think came he had that sort of speed. I'm not going to cap. Everybody on NFL Network, as he was getting ready to run, was talking about they didn't expect the time to be that well, expect this time to be low. And the man came out and ran a 444. Shout out to Jay-Z, man. Man. Come on now. That's, that's and they actually Jefferson. bumped it down to a 443 official. Oh, really? Yep, 443. Come on, man. Yeah, that was... um that, That's I'm, elite. I'm not going to lie. I did not expect that. I did not see that coming. And, you know, one of the things that people... You know, they give him a lot of credit for his route running. So if you combine really good route running with that sort of speed, this is definitely a spot for the dude in the NFL. I think he definitely helped his stock. He is an elite slot receiver. Slot receiver. Okay. Uh, time will tell. Speaking of 40 times, you know, you got to point out the obvious. Henry Ruggs, 427, the fastest one. How you feeling? Like I said, I thought it was going to be lower than that. I thought it was going to be a lot lower than Oh, well, not a lot, but like I thought he I thought was going to be low 4-2. Yeah. Low 4-2, obviously. Like a 4-2-4, four, 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 but I was actually talking to my friend, and I I, I guess um, people were unimpressed with the 4-2-8 or 4-2-7, whatever I mean, it is. And he was like, yeah, he's not going to be the third receiver taking anymore and stuff like that. And I'm just like, the dude was running a 4 Two eight. That's what and I'm saying. Then Jim Nagy, who um, is over the Senior Bowl, you know everybody like all the teams and stuff. They have their own, you know, mm-hmm. clock and stuff like that. He clocked Henry Ruggs at a four two four, and he said the coach next to him had Henry Ruggs at a four two two. Wow. And it was also reported that another coach had Henry Ruggs at a four two flat. So, I mean, those hand times they, they can be yeah. a little iffy sometimes, but yeah. it's like it, it was. Given the context of the situation and me going in thinking that he had a shot at breaking John Ross's record, yeah. I was not disappointed, but I guess, you know, it was a bit of a letdown to see, okay, he didn't even really touch it. He, he didn't really come too, too close to where it was threatening, you know, breaking the record. But, you know, 428 is still insane. This, this, it, he can take the top off a of defense. And we saw, we see guys like Tyreek Hill. He ran, like, I think it was a 4-2. It might have been a 4-2-8 as well, or it might be a 4-2-7. But, like, you know, you look at this difference between John Ross and Tyreek Hill, they're really isn't a whole lot in terms of speed when you see it on the field at all um so it, it'll really be the tape that tells the tale for uh henry ruggs but you know four two eight or four two seven which is it's still ridiculous and on top of that 42 inch vertical which was good for third and fourth place jump uh amongst the receivers 10 11 broad so yeah he i mean people he's an athlete man. he's a very good athlete and what people really don't know about him he was a basketball player before he ever stepped foot on the football field yeah um and, you know there's there's videos that have come out with him like windmill dunking yeah, and the last dude's days, a very very good athlete like no doubt about it um let me bring up one of my guys somebody that impressed me after after the uh senior bowl and he 
really turned it up. Okay, this is not who I thought this was going to be. Denzel Mims. Yeah. Denzel Mims, man. It was a 4-3-6? It was a 4-3-8, which is good for third uh, amongst the receivers. 38-inch vertical, which was good for eighth. 10-11, so he tied with uh, uh, Henry Ruggs for fourth in the broad jump. Then he ran a 6.663 cone, which was first by like a pretty wide margin. This dude's really like helping himself going into the draft, and we yeah, we man. talk about guys that have disappointed. We'll get to Lavisca. No, not a good day for Lavisca at all. Yeah. Um, but you know, Denzel Mims, he might be playing himself into that first round conversation as as a late first round receiver because he's a. As you talk about a really good Senior Bowl, a really good combine. I don't know how his interviews went, but assuming he did well in those, I, there's no reason to say that this is not a you know first round receiver because all the intangibles speak to that. Yeah. All the intangibles speak to that. But, you know, I know who you were thinking I was going to say. Michael yeah. Pittman. Yeah, just, just go ahead. 4-5-2, you know, not the not the greatest time ever. Um, but within the context of this is somebody who's 6'4", 220 pounds, not known for his speed, right? Right. He could have really hurt himself if he ran a low 4-5 or possibly even into the 4-6 range. That would have hurt him a lot. So to be yeah. pushing more towards the 4-4 range, that's really good for him. And, you know, it speaks to he's not the quickest dude in the world, but he has very, very good top end speed and he yeah. and he displayed that um and the more i talk about this dude and the more i watch the tape it just screams kenny galladay it screams kenny galladay they're both six four they're both 220 pounds uh, uh Pittman ran a 4.52 kenny galladay ran a 4.50 they're like the same dude they're like almost like they, they both so go up and get it type receivers throw it deep uh underrated deep threats like they're like the same person almost and you know if you can get if you told teams hey man this uh, this kenny galladay player you might be able to pull him in the third round people will jump at that in a heartbeat. you might be able to pull him because this again this draft is so deep speaking of people who are uh go up and get it donovan people's jones 44 and a half inch vertical yeah that's that's nasty. That's ridiculous. I I did not see that coming. He really didn't do all that great in all, any of the other workouts, but that by itself is yeah. He he came this close. He was just a half inch shy of Chris Conley's uh, uh record at the combine, which is yeah. It was just I don't understand it, man. Like some of these dudes are just ridiculous athletes, um, but who didn't do that well. I alluded to earlier, LaVisca Chenault. Yeah. Not a great day for LaVisca at all. Um, 4.58, that's not it. That's, no. that. That's you know, this is a guy who was trying to— I'm not to, surprised, though. You're not surprised? No. The tape didn't scream out. Yeah. I didn't think he was going to be that fast, but I didn't think he was going to be that slow. Yeah. I thought he could run at least a low four. Like, there's no reason to me why Pittman should be faster than LaVisca Chenault. Yeah. But, you know, that was—that um that definitely hurt, and he— probably played his way out of the first round I, I don't think you know at this point there's nothing that really justifies not taking Denzel Mims for, for example ahead of LaVisca Chanel because the tape doesn't really scream great wide receiver it screams great football player yeah not great wide receiver um in you know the speed just isn't there the tape's gonna have to tell the tale for him or if, if he wants to um if he wants to get a, a good draft position but uh, you know we were kind of on the fence about Chanel in the beginning yeah and he's not done himself any favors throughout this process um I know we have some other guys to get into yeah. before um, from yesterday, but um, and I know we're probably gonna um, next week cover some more guys. No doubt. But um, this just happened maybe like twenty minutes ago. And I just have to. Was it Simmons? No. Oh, Makai Beckton. What do you do? Five one. Five one. How big is he? He's six seven, three sixty four. Oh my god, three sixty four. Yeah. 
the list of guys that they asked to like work out with different position groups and stuff like that. And even one weird, weird one was they asked like Clyde at was hilarious to work out at like receiver or something really? like that. But Jalen Hurts they didn't they didn't ask him to do anything else. Huh? He hasn't worked out anything else. And I thought if he could have you know did that did some tight end drills run a good forty time that you know in the forty time what was it four five nine. Yeah, just, I think it, I think the the second time was a little bit better than that. Okay, but, but like regardless, it's just you know for a quarterback again, pretty good. But like you know for a guy yeah. who was going to be uh you know his separating skill was going to be his athleticism. Yeah, it's he, four five nine. Sorry, that was four, the second time. I don't uh, four. Yeah, that's just not that great. Yeah. Um, but I, I mentioned Cole McDonald. Yeah. That kind of came out of the blue. I didn't really see that coming. Yeah. He, he was he's a pretty darn good athlete. Um, he went uh. You know, fastest forty time at four five four, I believe. Highest vertical, fourth in the broad jump, second in the three cone drill amongst QBs. Like his worst drill was the the twenty yard shuttle, and even then he was eighth. So like, yeah, this dude, I don't. I, I'll have to go back and look at his tape because from what I'm reading, that his numbers are kind of inflated because Hawaii is a really pass heavy team. Yeah. Um, but I'll just have to look at his intangibles because he's just, he tested as a really good athlete. So you know, there could be a, a spot card out for him. Yeah. Um. Let's get into some of these. Uh, the actually, we, we mentioned Hopkins. He played pretty well. Herbert had a really good day. Yeah, he's starting to sell. I'm, I'm starting to like. I'm I've been so on Herbert since January, mm. since the Rose Bowl performance. I feel you, like, cause you know, just watching him, it just never felt natural to me. But what comes natural to him is I can tell is his athleticism. The dude yeah. is a pretty darn good athlete for his size. Yeah. Almost six six has an arm. Almost Josh Allen esque, and not in the sense that he's going to go out there and be the second leading rusher for all quarterbacks like yeah. uh, Allen was last year, but just big, strong armed white dude with pretty good athleticism. Right. Like they're, they're, Carson Wentz, Josh Allen, uh, Justin Herbert are all kind of yeah. built in the same mold. Um, and I don't know it, it, what what else are you hearing or what else jumped out to you in terms of watching the combine because it was an interesting day to say the least. A lot of turns that I just didn't see coming. Uh, Jerry Judy and Ceedee Lamb didn't really help or hurt themselves. Uh, they, they they both kind of just stuck in their respective positions as the one and two receiver. However, you see that playing out, whether it's CD and Judy or Judy and CD. I'm not gonna lie, Ceedee Lamb impressed me. Really? Yeah, I thought it was gonna be a later four or five time. Ah, yeah, he did hit the four five one. I remember you mentioning yeah. that before. Yeah, I thought he was gonna go like a four five five or something like that. So that that impressed me. Um, for me, man, the combine is um, it's it, it, you know, you can take it for what it is, but you know, I try not to overanalyze, you know, too much forty times right. vertical jump stuff like that. For me, um, the combine is just more of the prelude to free agency. So mm-hmm. I don't know if you want to kind of tap into that since it's, you know, a mixture of both podcasts, but just a, a couple like reports and stuff that's been coming out that really caught my eye more than the actual combine. Right. So like, and I mean, it still has to do with the combine, of course. So like the Redskins, like, you know, interviewing Tua and Joe Burrow, I mean, obviously doing due diligence. Yeah. But I think it's serious. It came out today that they're, just, they're seriously looking at taking the quarterback, but I felt that way regardless. See, I'm not a Dwayne Haskins guy, and I feel like both of those guys are franchise-changing quarterbacks. To me, initially, I thought it was a bluff just in terms of saying, hey, if you want one of these, or if you want to, you got to uh, come, right. come and trade up together. Yeah. 
And I thought Which it was I mean, a bluff, but the more I be, think about it, right? I'm, I'm not a Haskins guy, and I I can see a coach like Rivera coming in not wanting to blow up too much mm-hmm. and giving Haskins another year. But at the same time, if you have a guy like Tua Burrow that's on the board at Tua and you feel like, hey, this can be our guy for the next 10 to 15 years. Mm-hmm. I mean, we just saw the Cardinals do it last year. Right. I mean, they, they had um, Josh, Josh Rosen, and I think he's a, a, a good young quarterback prospect. But they just found someone who they like They found somebody who they thought can be their franchise guy, and, I mean, they moved off of him. And I've been hearing a lot of buzz about this, and it's really an interesting question, man. I'll ask it to you. If if injuries were just out of the question, right, Tua right. never dislocates his hip, is is Joe Burrow still the number one quarterback in this yes. class? In your opinion. Yes. I agree with you because it, it's real tough because – the, the I've seen a larger sample size from Tua, and I've yeah. seen him do it over a longer period of time. But in terms of who I've seen play better, it's Joe. Yeah. Even though it was just for this year, he was the better quarterback. Yeah. He, like he put on the best performances. Yeah. Um, but it's just real tough because there's a there's a really strong argument to be made for Tua as well. Yeah, and it really could be up to preference. And if yeah. health isn't a question. And his hip is fine, and he's going to be able to play even as quickly as next season. You know, it, it could it could be a question. Yeah. It, uh, you know, even if the Bengals still believe in, in uh, Joe Burrow, it could be a question who goes to number two with the Washington Redskins, like you uh, you alluded to, because yeah. maybe Haskins isn't their guy. And even with the team with the number three pick, the Lions, it came out today from Stafford might one out. Yeah, from um, NFL Network. So I mean, this is this, this is kind of what I look for for the combine. I mean, like you said, a lot of it is smoke, mm-hmm. but I feel like you know where there's smoke, that's obviously fire. Right. So I mean, that's interesting. I mean, of course the Brady news came out, but I don't really know if that surprised anybody. Right. Um. How about a, can I mention this dude? Uh, this dude out of Notre Dame, Chase Claypool, yeah. six four, two hundred and forty pound wide receiver, four four five forty yard dash. That is ridiculous. That is ridiculous. Like you, t- that's somebody that size running that fast. It oh, oh, did not mean to do that, but that is his forty. I guess he's running right now, <laughs> and he looks fluid while running. It's a it's a fluid running motion. It's it's not like you know I, I was talking about Albert Albert from Missouri, <laughs> um, but it, it wasn't a fluid running motion. This guy, it, you could tell, it's a true four four. Um, but yeah, man, this this quarterback stuff it it could really shake up the draft, and you know a lot of it is teams trying to play leverage and uh, you know see if teams will be willing to trade up. But I, I don't know. I agree with you. I think there could be you know something there in terms of the Washington Redskins, the Detroit Lions actually yeah. looking and and considering taking Tua, which would really shake up this year's draft because I, to this point it's been solid Joe Burrow then Chase Young yeah. then probably Okuda then then you get into the real you know nitty gritty of projections but um, if, if Tua goes second that could really change a lot because now you're looking at the Lions and you're saying, are you really going to pass up on a prospect like, like, Chase, like Young? Chase Young? And, I mean, that's the same question for the Redskins. Yeah. Like, yeah. Are you really going to – you know, I think Isaiah Simmons is the ultimately the better prospect, but don't get it twisted. Chase Young is a dude. Like, he is – that. that's almost a guaranteed premier pass rusher, and which is, you know, the second best, most important position on the field. Are you just going to pass that up? 
for for somebody with Tua who could have health questions yeah. and like, but um, I don't know, man. It's it's gonna get really interesting in the coming weeks. And you mentioned, you know, possibly talking about free agency. You know, that's gonna be a, a very big indicator of what teams are intending on doing going into this year, right? Yeah. Because some if they start filling holes during free agency, that tells you okay they're not looking to these uh these positions in the draft. Um, I'm still holding out hope, man. I, I want <laughs> rugs to go to my Eagles. I need that. I need that because you know we need the speed and the fact that he didn't break the record helps me a little bit because that tells me okay teams aren't just gonna freak out. And, you I know, still don't think he gets past the Raiders. It was, I'm hoping that the Raiders see something in love. Because I honestly, if they're not sold on car, and it, it seems like that's assuming that love even gets to twelve, though. Man, that's true. Because these quarterbacks, man, Herbert, yeah, Herbert won't fall past the Chargers. I don't yeah. think. Yeah, so it's and if not, somebody's going to move up. Like there's some teams in the back end or like mid teams that I can see moving up for a quarterback. The Jaguars, right. um, teams like that. But yeah, that's going to be really interesting. There's something else I wanted to bring up. I don't remember. <laughs> um, Lost my train of thought. Speaking of quarterbacks, though, apparently Jacob Eason, he was in he was in conversations for late first round potential. I keep him hearing him connected to the Bucks. I, I'm just not a, I'm not a fan. He's not doing well in his interviews. Apparently, teams aren't like yeah, that. And that, like that. That's what you um I remember you saying. It's like okay, it's going to be sold on him selling himself as as a character guy yeah. to these teams. And if he's not doing well in the interviews, he's definitely. At most, a second-round quarterback, and you know, depending on what teams see from him from a talent and a tangible standpoint, could be a third-round quarterback, because you know, the, some of these dudes are, are you know pretty impressive, and you know, it, it'll. <sighs> Jalen Hurts, I want it for Jalen Hurts, I really do. But oh, I remember what I wanted to say. What's that? <laughs> you were talking about you, you want your Eagles to get rugs. Yeah, um, I need it. You know who I want my Saints to get, but he kind of ruined that for me yesterday, didn't he? Jeff Jefferson, I think there's still a shot. Because there's just I don't know about that. You okay? So Judy and C.D. Lamb are definitely going to be the first ones off the board. Then you go Rugs, right? Yeah, but I feel like I, I think Rugs going to be the third receiver taken. But I, I feel like somebody right after can just. It's just going to come for Judy, for Jefferson, yeah. for Je- yeah, for Jefferson. Well, man, if you end up with Denzel Mims, because that, that's my train of thought right now. If we don't get um. If we don't get rugs, I want Mims because this dude just everything just screams really good receiver for him. I don't know if he's gonna fall. I don't know if he's gonna be a first round guy. I think he I'm should just be. looking. So like, after your Eagles, there's the there's the Bills. Okay, mm-hmm. they're gonna take. Okay, rugs is not falling. <laughs> I'm sorry, rugs is not falling to twenty one. I didn't know the Eagles had twenty one. He's not falling. He's not falling there. Can I hope, man? He's not falling there. I can't I mean, have a little Dem- bit of hope. There's Denver. There's Jacksonville. Denver got receivers. They don't need receivers. Nah, Jacksonville has. They don't have good. no. They don't have no speech. I mean, Man. the Jaguars have chop. I don't. The Eagles. I think CD Lamb's going eight. So eight to the Arizona. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, I will say Judy, maybe the Jets. If the, he falls to the Raiders, the Colts. I mean, there have been rumblings of the Eagles possibly looking into trading up, um, to try to get Henry Ruggs because the thing is, if you stay pat at twenty one, the Bills are right behind you, and there's yeah. a shot that they try to trade up. So, you know, it wouldn't surprise me the Eagles they've uh, accumulated some draft assets. Excuse me, in recent years. I just know that Jefferson made it really harder for him to wear black and gold yesterday, I still, which I am one hundred percent okay with because. 
you eating crow now. So I mean, it, it's yeah, I am. I, I'm not gonna lie. I I did not think he had that level of speed in him, which is it, it's it's good to see. My you guy has see, been uh, working, man. You always want to see dudes uh, do well. Oh, Another definitely. LSU guy, man, Steven Solomon. Yeah. You know, people talk about uh, a Moss as the guy, but, you know, he had a pretty good – he, he displayed a pretty be, good athleticism. You know, noted that Moss has an injury, but they said that he should be yeah. ready. But, um, Who do you think is better between the two? Moss. Moss? Yeah. Okay, because Solomon tested as a really good athlete. Really, really good. Actually, he was, he was uh, top three, top two in a lot of the uh, the uh, tests. And then this dude Cole Komet out of Notre Dame also tested pretty well at the tight end position. I don't know the tight ends. You know, when we first started getting into this, I'm like the tight end class is kind of weak. Yeah, Komet's Komet's a beast, bro. They they uh they're they're starting to step up a little bit. They they they're showing something. And I feel like this kind of happens every year where I look at the tight end class. I'm like, uh, it's not that good. And then you start seeing what they're actually capable of. And you know, that's one position that scouts are always going to look at and say, oh okay, what type of athlete are you first? Because teams always think that they can take a really good athlete that's big and turn him into a tight end. That, that's one trend that's always... I mean, you look at Julius Thomas for the uh, the Broncos yeah. a couple years back. They'll always bet on the athleticism first and foremost when it comes to that position. Um, but yeah, man, I, it, it's been very interesting. Um, we'll definitely keep updated with everything that's going on. Uh, going on. It's ridiculous. That dude Beckton ran 5-1. Carrying yeah, that much weight around. That is that is absolutely inking in ridiculous. New York Giant. Man. But um we'll definitely keep you updated throughout this entire process. We just wanted to get something quick in yeah. for yesterday's combine. Uh so with that said, I think that'll close out this episode. You got any last words? Um something I just wanted to bring up because it was it was really funny to me. Hey um, man, bring it up. Bring it up. <laughs> it's probably gonna aggravate you a little bit. Uh, here well, we go. No, you're probably gonna laugh. Um a reporter ex Jerry Jones. Um uh, if, um if he's been open to a death brain reunion and he's his answer Yo, was he's in the shower I've thought about it a lot in the, in the shower. shower yeah alright Jerry <laughs> so well, I just you know want, what he needs to be to thinking about him. is paying Dak Prescott 40 million dollars I hope uh, that's what he's thinking about yeah, I mean I, I, I mean after everything that they've talked about with him all the hype that they did I mean I wouldn't think you, about paying Dak you got million. to yeah, you I mean, have to you backed yourself you put yourself in that position to where you have to <sighs> hold on hold on did you hear that it's a franchise tag. That's a, that's what needs to happen. That's disrespectful. That's what needs to happen. That is disrespectful. You want forty million dollars? You need to be franchise tag. Who is the last quarterback that got franchise tag that stayed with the team after being franchise tag? Have no idea. It it, it don't happen. Kirk that's Cousins fu- got the tag. That's fine. It. That's uh, fine. Who who else? I I, I forget the other name. If I'm the Cowboys, that's fine. If you want forty million dollars, you can leave. Man. There's one quarterback in the NFL that deserves $40 million a year, and he should be the only one to get it. Well, now I guess that, that speaks to— And we've um, talked about this already. So. I mean, yeah. I mean, that, that speaks to—because, uh, you know, all, all this time, Cowboys fans have been talking about how good Dak, Dak Prescott is and, you know, how much better he is than Carson Wentz and Jared Goff. And da-da-da-da-da-da. He's, he's this, that, and the other. He's clutch. He can run. Blah, blah, blah. He protects the football. But when it's time to put up that money, now we get to see the true feelings. Oh, he ain't that good. He ain't worth that much money. Now all the all the real feelings about Dak Prescott. No, it's not that. It's just that you want Patrick Mahomes money and you haven't had the Patrick Mahomes I mean, the, game yet. The, the market's been set. The market was set with Carson Wentz. That's why I'm so glad the Eagles got to him first. And they Carson Wentz him. has an argument for forty million dollars before Dak Prescott has an argument. Of course. For and I, I completely agree with you. But after everything that's happened, Franchise you set yourself Yeah. Franchise tag him. And then kiss him goodbye. That's fine. Big kiss of goodbye. Hey. That's fine. He can, you know, Jerry, he'll bring Tony out of retirement. Oh, my gosh. Lord <laughs> have mercy. I, somebody was just telling me, I think it was Julio, he was just telling me, 
Tony Romo's getting paid more, more, more money to, yeah. to talk about Dak Prescott than Dak Prescott is being paid to actually play the game. And that's ridiculous, but he still isn't there for me. Yeah, I mean, it, it was a fourth-round pick, and I, I was watching uh, one of those talk shows the other day, and he was saying, you know, if Dak Prescott was a first- or second-round pick, he would have been had his bag by now, um, which I agree with. But in the same vein, it's like, you know, at some point you got to put up or shut up with the guy. Yeah. You got to put up or shut up. And, you know... <laughs> I don't know. It's going to be real interesting to see what happens because they got all these dudes that they got to bring back and Amari Cooper and Byron Jones, all these young extensions that are going to come. Vander Esch and Jalen Smith. I think they already got to him, though. But um, they're going to have to pay a lot of that young talent and something's going to have to give. And yeah. if it's Dak Prescott, I'm going to need... I'm I'm getting receipts. I'm collecting receipts right now for all the noise that was talked about Carson Wentz not being as good as Dak Prescott. Well, let's see which one got the bag. That simple. I don't know why people still do that. It's mostly Cowboy fans. Yeah. Wentz Wentz is obviously better than Prescott. Yeah. You know, I'll just have to collect my receipts. It's cool. It's cool. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, like I said, that'll do it for this episode. We'll definitely keep you updated. I cannot wait. As a matter of fact, let's do this. Give me one bold prediction for the remainder of the combine. Uh, I want uh, Rugs running four two eight, right? Mm-hmm. Four two seven. Isaiah Simmons is going to match. You took my Isaiah Simmons one. Oh, <laughs> I uh, I wanted to say something about Isaiah Simmons. Oh, why'd you do that? Uh no, man. That's yeah. I agree with you. I don't. I don't think he'll go that fast. That's ridiculous. That that'd be ridiculous if he went sub four three. He can, he can run a four three flat. But like he'll definitely hit four three. I think. Oh, you took my Isaiah Simmons one. I was gonna say Isaiah Simmons could have the best. You know, he might break up. You remember last year, uh, Shaq Bear or Shaq Griffin? He, yeah. I think I think he's gonna break that record. Um, man, now I have to think of a different one. Bold prediction for the remainder of the combine. Uh, let's think about these running backs. Jonathan Taylor goes four three. Oh, my friend told me that earlier. He, Jonathan he loves Taylor he loves three. sweet. He called he calls him sweet feet. He, he loves sweet feet. He's another one of those dudes that's like kind of a lumbering runner, but he's fast. He's 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 fast. So I think Jonathan Taylor goes four three. Possibly is the fastest of all the the top tier running backs. Faster than Swift. Faster than uh, Dobbins. Wow. I don't know if the guy from Louisiana Lafayette is running, but he's like a track guy. Oh, okay. So I love my track guys. I love my track guys. He's really fast, but yeah, I took your Simmons one. And I'll I'll do you one better, too. A.J. Dillon is also going to go 4-4. Easy. Okay. Might push 4-3. But yeah, I'm confident saying he'll go 4-4. So definitely stay on the lookout for those running backs. Stay on the lookout for everything, as a matter of fact, because the combine, uh, although it's not as important as the tape, it still speaks volumes because you get to see, you know, what these guys are capable of athletically. So with that said, that'll do it for this episode, this special crossover episode of Triple Coverage and On the Clock. This has been Reagan Griffin, joined by Cameron Lewis. Thank you guys. As always, go make sure you check out our other work on Square One Media, on Medium.com. Go check out our other podcasts um go check out the things we have coming out on youtube all that good stuff and with that said we will see you next time